Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Network. No. This is Creepy, a podcast dedicated to sharing the most famous, chilling, and disturbing creepypastas and urban legends in the world. Whether these stories truly happened or are simply fabrications is for you to decide. These stories may contain graphic depictions of violence and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Creepy presents The 31 Days of Horror Day 6 Hurts the Most Written by Laugh Man The part that hurts the most is the bite. I had never been bitten by something with teeth before. No dog bites and only playful gnawings from cats when they're frisky. And certainly not a person. You see people's mouths every day. Laughing, smiling, talking, chewing, drinking. So many movements indicating everyday things. But biting another human? Chomping down so hard it breaks the skin? Never did that cross my mind. And then one day, it happened, right on my forearm, almost clear through. A chunk was missing, blood oozing, skin flapping. I was in shock. I can't remember what happened to the person who did it. I just stared at the bite mark while blood, my blood, squirted out of the wound. Arterial spray landed all over my clothes, all over the ground, all over my wife. I just stared at it in horror that another human could do this to me. There was lots of screaming. Then a high-pitched noise took over my eardrums and my vision grew fuzzy. The next thing I remember is my wife wrapping my arm in some cloth. She must have cleaned the gash because there were only sticky splotches of blood on my arm now. My shirt is drenched with thick red drips down to my pants. The cloth is repeatedly wrapped around and around my forearm, so tightly. Too tight. She said it was necessary to stop the bleeding and to save my arm. It hurts so bad. There are so many teeth in a human mouth. Every single one of them made contact with my skin, tearing my flesh, ripping my tendons, snapping my veins into slippery red worms that dangled from inside my arm. How much blood did I lose? Did my daughter see it happen? Where is my daughter? My arm is throbbing. It's red around the makeshift bandage. Not from blood, but infection, I think. 
Can it get infected that fast? My skin is hot and I have a fever. I'm sweating and shivering at the same time. How long ago did this happen? It hurt so, so bad. The bite. That's what hurts the most. No. No, maybe it's not the bite that hurts the most. It's the hunger. That's what hurts the most. This emptiness in my stomach began to grow rapidly. I had to eat that morning with my family. We had pancakes and eggs, plenty to go around. I stuffed myself to the brim before we left the house for our family day at the park. That couldn't have been more than an hour ago. Maybe two? What time is it? That was today, wasn't it? But my stomach hurts like I haven't eaten in days, weeks even. It's a pain I've never felt before. Like the lining of my stomach was disintegrating into my gastric juices. Like the acid was burning hot as lava in the pit of my stomach. No matter what I ate or drank from the picnic items we brought along, it wasn't enough. I ferociously tore through some bread and gulped down the juice from the bag. But the pain just kept growing. It kept spreading. It was in my intestines now, scalding my insides as it moved. It crept up to my chest. I could feel the burning, liquefying of my organs as it climbed up my insides. Uncontrollable groaning seeped out of me as I held my torso in pain. My wife searched our bag for something that could help while we crouched down in the woods. Why were we in the woods? This emptiness inside me is growing so fast. This hunger. It's the only way to describe it. My daughter's at my side. And she looks so scared. Her eyes are frantically searching the wooded area around us. Her hands on my shoulder. Trying to ground herself. Trying to keep me quiet. My wife shushes me as her eyes dart around us in between digging through our bag. What was she looking for? This hunger is growing so deep inside of me and it's unbearable. I'm craving something, but I don't know what. Nothing we have is fixing it. God, make it stop. Make it stop. The hunger hurts the most. This insatiable hunger. No, it's not the hunger that hurts the most. It's the memory loss that hurts the most. This fogginess began to fall over me quickly. I keep feeling this pain in my stomach and now it's in my head. It's in my brain. It feels like an animal burrowing in my head and I can't think clearly. Everything's foggy. My wife helped me from the ground, my daughter clutching my hand in her tiny palm. We began to move deeper into the woods. Why are we in the woods? I thought we were going to the park. Then the hunger hit again. I doubled over in agony and fell to my knees after a few stumbling feet. I'm so hungry. I need to eat. How long has it been? 
How long have we been out here? As I wrap my arms around my waist, I notice my bandaged hand. What happened to my arm? My skin was turning purple like the cloth. It was hot to the touch when I pressed it. Pus squirted out around the edges. The smell hits my nostrils and I threw up all over myself. What's wrong with my arm? I can see all my veins up to my shoulder. They're turning black. They feel like fire under my skin. More groaning escapes me as the pain returns to the forefront. I look to my wife for answers, but she's only crying, trying to help me back up from the ground. My daughter is here. She looks so sad, so scared. Why are they crying? This is supposed to be our family day at the park. We planned a picnic weeks ago, but now we're in the woods, running like something's chasing us. I'm so hungry. My arm hurts so bad. I think it's infected. But this pain in my stomach is unbearable, and I can't balance the two. I need to eat. But my wife doesn't have the picnic basket anymore. Did we forget to bring it? Why can't I remember? What's happening to me? My memory's foggy. My head and brain are hurt. I need a minute to sit and think. I feel so weak. I can't stop sweating, and I can't remember what happened. Why can't I remember? No, it's not the memory loss that hurts the most. Watching my wife die hurts the most. They found us crouching down in the woods. My groaning must have led them to us. I couldn't help it. My insides were still on fire, and the noise I released was involuntary. There were three of them, two men and a woman. They must have been bitten too, judging by the blood on their clothes, the marks on their arms. I can see the same hunger in their eyes. Did the same person bite them that bit me? Is that what caused this emptiness in my guts? This hole boring through my brain? Their skin was turning purple around their bite marks. I could see black veins spreading up their limbs and necks, pulsing, looking as if they wanted to burst from the heat they carry. Do I look like that too? The woman's hand was hanging by a piece of discolored skin. One of the men was missing his jaw. Only his tongue dangled from the hole that was once his mouth surrounded by the thick red flow of blood and mess of tissue. The other man's face was ripped down to the bone. I could see his muscles shining in the afternoon light. All of them together. So hungry. I know what it's like. They have to eat. I have to eat. They were groaning just like me when they pulled my wife away. She helped me stand up, and they took her, dragging her backward to the woods. Why were we in the woods? Were we here to meet them? She doesn't have the food anymore, though, so I don't know why they took her. 
been one of them bitter just as I had been, except a bitter throat. The other two sunk their teeth into various parts of her body before all three pulled in opposite directions. She screamed so loudly, begging them to stop, begging me to run with our girl. My heart ached, but I couldn't tell if it was from watching this horror happen right in front of me or from the insatiable hunger I felt crawling through my body. She screamed as I watched them devour her, watched them tear at her skin, watched her blood drench her clothes in the ground. She screamed until I heard her choking on her blood as it filled her airways. I heard her trying to call my name through the sputters, blood flying from her mouth. I watched the color leave her skin, something I never thought I'd see, draining so fast, so gray, painted with blood. It was the worst thing I've ever seen, watching her die. Who were those people? Why were they biting her? I wonder if it helps the hunger. They must feel the desire. Who would bite another human unless it stops the pain? No. No, my wife dying isn't what hurts the most. It's... That's when I felt a slight tug at my hand. It's my daughter. She's looking up at me from the ground, screaming and crying after watching her mother be torn to shreds. Run. Her mother told us to run. I looked at my little girl, tears streaming down her face mixing with blood that must have splattered on her from somewhere. I smiled at her as I remembered family day. That was coming up soon. We'd been planning it for weeks. I picked her up and began to carry her away from this group of people. They were so loud, and I just wanted to enjoy the day with my family. My arm hurt so badly. I looked down and saw the bandage wrapped around it. It was all bloodied up and seeping with yellow pus. My skin was swollen and puffier on the cloth. What happened to me? Then a severe pain hit my stomach. It struck me so fast that I dropped my little girl. She hit the ground so hard that I heard her ankle snap. She screamed in pain. However, I couldn't do anything to help. I helplessly collapsed on the ground next to her, consumed with the pain of severe burning inside of me. My entire body felt like it was on fire. I screamed out again with her, both of us crying for anyone to make it stop. Both of us on the ground together in misery. I sucked in a deep breath, about to scream again, when I felt a tiny hand on my shoulder. It was my little girl. She looked so scared, but pulled herself over to me on the ground, dragging her leg behind her. She burrowed her little head into my chest and sobbed uncontrollably. Why was she so upset? I wrapped my arms around her and pulled her closer to me, shushing her gently in her ear, telling her everything was going to be okay. Family day was soon, and we were going to have a great time with her mother. Where was her mother, anyway? I'm so hungry. 
We must not have eaten for days. My little girl must be starving. I look down at her head and lean in to kiss it. She smells like cotton candy. I wonder if she tastes like cotton candy too. I'm so hungry that I feel like I could eat anything. Maybe that's the reason she's crying. Maybe she needs to eat too. I pull her away from me and she's just crying so much. I take her face in my hands and smile at her to remind her that family day is soon. That's when the hunger hits me once more. I scream out, scaring my daughter again. She rises to her feet and limps away from me, dragging her leg behind her. I go to call out to her, but the hunger is so intense that I shriek again. I have to eat something, anything to make it stop. I get to my feet and stagger a little. I hear noises behind me and turn to find the remains of what must be a wild animal. A pile of flesh, bone, and blood on the ground. I don't want to eat it, but I know I have to in order to end this hunger. I must have been out here starving for days. I make my way over to it, my whole body swaying in an attempt to walk. My arms swinging like a pendulum next to me, hitting my thigh like dead weight. I can't move it on my own anymore. That's odd. I look down as my foot runs into something on the ground. I sink to my knees to find a pile of raw meat in front of me. Is it a deer? Did a bear rip this animal apart and leave it here to die? It's still breathing under those clothes. I can hear it through the blood bubbles. I can see the chest cavity struggle to rise and fall. It's inhumane to leave an animal suffering. I should put it out of its misery. I take a deep breath and dig in face first to devour the freshest meat I've ever had. I didn't think the blood would be delicious, but it is. It makes it so easy to swallow. A rare steak on our picnic. Where did my wife get it? She'll have to pick up some more. I hear moaning, meaning it must be in pain. I reach in and find the heart before holding it in my hand. I've never held a heart before. It's bigger than I thought, and strong. I crush it. I crush it with every ounce of strength I have until it squeezes through my clenched fingers. The animal stops breathing. I take one last bite, shoving it in my mouth, the delicious meat dancing on my taste buds. I sit back on my heels. The hunger has finally stopped. I wipe my mouth with my good arm and stand again. I look around and find him in the woods. How did I get here? I'm late for family day at the park. I turn in all directions trying to find my way out and feel something hit my side. It's my arm, wrapped in a cloth soaked in blood, just dangling. It hurts so bad. I think it's infected. How did this happen? 
Then suddenly I'm hit with the worst pain I've ever felt. A pain in my stomach. A feeling of burning growing inside of me. I can only describe it as hunger. Insatiable hunger. I'm so hungry, and I need to find food. I feel like I haven't eaten in days. The pain strikes again, causing me to fall to my knees. It's rushing over my whole body. A groan escapes my lips. I'm starving. I must find food. I turn and look around and see a pile of meat on the ground. I crawl over to it, and I'm about to take a bite. But the smell is off. It must be rotten. I need something fresh. I can't eat rotten meat. I pull myself up again and begin staggering forward. There must be something to eat around here. I need to stop this pain in my stomach. There's a scream in the distance. A child. Maybe they know where food is. I've never felt pain like this before. This hunger. This is what hurts the most. For your bonus episode, Creepy Presents Broken Down. Written by some guy and narrated by Alicia Atkins. A little while ago, I was driving home from a party. We called it a Halloween party, even though it was barely October. My parents were out of town, so I stayed until close to 2 a.m. I was totally fine to drive. Maybe we had done a little molly earlier, but still. When I was driving home, I must not have been paying attention because my car started to make these weird noises and slow down. I couldn't believe I was actually one of those people who ran out of gas. My dad was going to be pissed. He gave me his old Audi and hounded me to take care of it. We live out in the sticks, and the stretch road I took home didn't have any streetlights. Honestly, I felt so stupid in that moment. At first, I was going to try and call my friends, but they were all either passed out or asleep. I tried texting everyone I could think of, but no one responded. I didn't know who our car insurance carrier was, so I didn't know if I had roadside assistance either. I think I started crying because I was so mad at myself. At least at first. Then I started to think about what I had to do. I knew the area well enough. It's not like it was some lost abandoned highway somewhere. It was the same road I took into town and to school. It's just that in that moment, feeling helpless, that it looked different. I knew that I was going to have to walk back toward town. The gas station was a good mile away, but it's not like I had a choice. There wasn't a flashlight in the car, and I could hear my dad start to lecture me about not having an emergency kit in the trunk. To make things worse, the battery on my phone was low, so I didn't want to use the flashlight or anything to drain it more in case. For some reason, I didn't want to think about. I would actually have to call the police. Besides the obvious, calling the police would also mean having to answer a bunch of questions I didn't want my parents to know about. They are such a pain. Plus, the first words out of cops in my town are questions about being drunk or high. So I started walking. At first, it was like a game. 
I almost tried to scare myself, pretending like I was just another lost teen in a horror movie. It kind of made me laugh, but kind of not. I started to regret thinking that way pretty quick. The miles of the gas station felt way longer, which maybe was on account of the molly, and I thought about starting to run. But before I could, I saw something up ahead on the other side of the road to my right. It was a car with its lights off. At first, I thought it might be a police car and that maybe I could just get a ride the rest of the way, but I still walked a little closer to the woods just in case. I don't want to think about it. It didn't take long to see it wasn't a police car. Just a car on the side of the road. Lights off. I didn't see anyone inside. The car looked a lot like mine at night, except it was white instead of black. And I couldn't help but wonder if maybe they had run out of gas or something too. Thinking that felt a lot safer than anything else. I kept walking. I couldn't stop looking back at the car. Maybe someone was really in the car that I just couldn't see or something. And because of that, I didn't notice the other person on the road. They were on the same side of the road as the car, opposite of me, and they were walking in the same direction. When I saw them, I kind of half-stopped, half-tripped on the loose gravel next to the road and the person stopped cold. I could feel my heart beating in my neck as they turned around slowly to look back at me. I couldn't see much in the dark. She looked like a teenage girl, long hair like mine, but I couldn't quite tell. What there was of the moon was kind of behind her, backlighting her face. For some reason, I think she looked scared. I think we were both too scared to say anything. We stood there for maybe a minute looking at each other before she turned around and started walking again. I waited a few seconds to give her more space, then I started walking too. It's not like I had any other choice. Still... I checked my phone to make sure I still had battery life left, and for a second my thumb hovered over the emergency call button. But I had been walking for a while and had to be getting close to the gas station. It just all felt so different. I had only ever driven along that road, so walking it kind of messed with my perception. So, we kept walking. Maybe every minute or so, the girl ahead of me would look back over her shoulder. She never seemed like she was less scared of me. It kind of made me want to say something or walk together, like strength in numbers or something. But it was the middle of the night and she was acting really weird. Maybe she was tweaking on something, so I kept my distance. Or at least I tried to. Eventually, she seemed like she was slowing down. I looked at her feet, and they looked like they were going the same speed as me, and we looked to be about the same height, but no matter how I tried to match her pace, I just, I kept getting closer to her. I tried to remind myself that we'd be seeing the gas station at any moment, and I started to relax as I saw the bridge up ahead. There's this small river that runs through the town and a bridge over it maybe a minute away from town at most. But the thing is... There's only a walkway on one side of the bridge. The side the other girl was on. I could try just walking in the road, but I knew how dumb that was. Some idiot could be driving drunk without his headlights on and plow into me. 
I crossed the road and walked in step to the girl. And still, I kept getting closer. I watched her walk across the bridge, looking back about halfway across, but not stopping. It wasn't until my foot first touched the bridge walkway that the girl stopped. She had just got to the other side, and seeing her stop made me stop. So we both just stood there, me facing her back, her motionless. But not. Because as I stood there and watched her standing there, she wasn't so far away anymore. She wasn't moving, but she wasn't. She was 20 feet away. She was 10 feet away. She was 5 feet away. Neither of us moved and I was so scared I was ready to cry. Finally, as I was about to say something, plead for her to say something or face me, she started to turn. And when I saw her face, I screamed. Because it... It wasn't possible. The guy at the gas station was nice enough to drive me back to my car. I stared at the bridge and quickly moving water below. We didn't say anything until we passed by a white Audi on the side of the road. The guy slowed his truck down as we passed, but didn't stop. Did you notice anyone else on the road? I shook my head. No. It was just me. For even more from Creepy, including how to submit your own story for consideration, please visit creepypod.com. You can also follow us at CreepyPod on social media and YouTube. All stories told on this podcast are used under license and may not be rebroadcast or distributed without the express prior written consent of the story's author. Please contact us at creepypod at gmail.com for further information on obtaining the rights necessary to rebroadcast or distribute a particular story. Item number SCP-5186 SCP-7160 SCP-7533 Object Class Euclid Keter Safe Special Containment Procedures Spreading across the hemisphere and kicking up vast amounts of ash and dust <laughs> The only thing I could hear was 7219 <laughs> laughing <laughs> Do you remember your name? Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. I feel them again. Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. They're in my ears! Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. Nobody understands! SCP Archives is a weekly fiction podcast. Each episode, we dive into the strange, the unknown, and the... Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at scparchives.com.